SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. On the vaccines issue, uh, there was, um, I think, a comment last week from uh, some uh, couple of scientists uh, who said the testing ground for the new vaccines will be Africa. Uh, to be honest, I was so appalled. And it was um, a time when I said when we needed solidarity, this kind of racist remarks actually would not help. It goes against the solidarity. Africa cannot and will not be a testing ground for any vaccine. We will follow all the rules to test any vaccine or therapeutics all over the world using exactly the same rule. Whether it's in Europe, Africa, or wherever, we will use the same protocol, and if there is a need to be tested elsewhere, to treat human beings the same way, equally. And the hangover from a colonial mentality has to stop. And WHO will not allow this to happen. And it was a disgrace, actually, and appalling to hear during the 21st century from scientists that kind of remark. And we condemn this with the strongest terms possible. But we assure you that this will not happen in Africa and will not happen elsewhere in any country. Proper protocols will be followed and human beings will be treated as human beings because we are all human beings. That was the voice of Diedros Adanom Jebreesus who said this while addressing the World Health Organization, the head of the World Health Organization, who has condemned as racist the comments by two French scientists who suggested a vaccine for the coronavirus could be tested in Africa, addressing who or the WHO or the World Health Organization media briefing Director General Tiedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus said that at a time when the world needs to act in solidarity, such forms of racism are unacceptable. That's what he said, and that is why perhaps tonight we need to give you the opportunity to chew on this matter a bit more. In light of this conversation, why? Why is Africa often belittled in this manner and viewed with a colonial-like mentality by some Europeans. And for this, we did invite, as I did say, Isaac Homo. Dr. Homo is a former producer here at the SABC and a former presenter of Spotlight Africa Channel Africa. Good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening to you and good evening to the listeners. 
It seemed as though we cannot shake the stench of colonialism. Everyone, especially these European countries, still reek of that very same behavior. Why? Why is it that Africa just cannot shake it off? Every chance they have, they treat it with some measure of racism. Well, it's not colonialism, it's racism. And that's the real thing. <clears throat> and it's not that um, the whole thing that it doesn't take place. It has been taking place for a long time. And it's not only been taking place in Africa, it's been taking place in the USA. Uh, to cut the whole story short, I could actually sort of tell your listeners that they should go and look for a book or they should Google a book which is called Medical Apartheid by Henriette um, Washington. She documents the role, or not the, the use of black Americans, African Americans, in medical research from the 18th century or the, or the 19th century. Yeah, all big advances in uh, American medicines were used at the expense of blacks being used as guinea pigs. It has been so also in Europe. Yeah, and um, those things have happened, things of... Uh, Fertility of women, birth control, experiments are done on black women. Yeah, and also we find that even the American uh, armed forces, they had their big researches where they let black prisoners, you know, they infected them with uh, syphilis from the 1930s up to 72 without giving them any, 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 any medicines and actually sort of observing how the actually the medicines, how how the how the, how the virus or the or, 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 or the disease ate the people up. Uh, what happens is that they're trying to apologize for it, but that's, that's the thing. It's why it's an issue like Ebola. I mean, Ebola is said that it's an African thing, but the first case of Ebola, it was in Maybrook. That was in a Hoist uh, laboratory. That laboratory was actually involved in biological warfare, and the first person was a German, and they said the thing came from Africa with a, with a monkey. But that monkey, if it had been infected, it never left a trail of destruction from the forest to where to all the handlers. But then the funny thing is this: that in 1975-76, there was an um, there was a American and German team which actually went to the DRC, that's under Mobutu, to try to go and test some vaccines. They tried it on the monkeys and they tried it on the people, and the first case of Ebola blew up, and the people ran away. That's on record, but it's been suppressed. That's the trouble. That was in 1975. Yeah, it was in the area of uh, Yangambi. That thing has been talked about. So that things have been happening all along. In the uh, 80s, there was a trip of American medical doctors who went on the River Congo. They said they were actually following Stanley's path, but they were also researching in river blindness. River blindness has long been solved. But then there were some people who said, no, this guy's experimental on something. But the thing was suppressed. And again, you find that um, the ethical standards of actually trying on med medicine, they've been done in Africa quietly with some pharmaceutical firms. People have been offered money, people are coming there, drugs have been tried, they're not following the protocol. It's a real thing. You've got this organization which is called the European Union Africa Clinical Test. It's based in Cape Town. There was a doctor who was a friend of mine, a professor, who he was in charge of it some time ago. Professor Charles, uh, Charles Mugoni, he's a former classmate. 
But then these people are trying to get the ethical standards of actually having clinic, uh, of having tests of their vaccines and medicines. It's a big problem. People are being offered money in villages. It's happening now. But that is racism, modern colonialism. And that's why I'm asking, why is it happening to Africa? Well, it's white supremacy. I mean, so where do we sit in, in the scale, in the packing out of the world? South Africans are in denial. We are in denial. We should know exactly how these people look at us as black people. We are not aware of that. I'm not trying to stir up any ill feeling, but I'm just trying to tell you the truth. If we are given some amounts of money that have given us perhaps the uh, the willingness to be guinea pigs, doesn't it speak to us being perhaps cheap enough to sell our lives for a buck? No, it's not a matter of being people. People don't even know that they're being used as guinea pigs. That's a trouble. But then to be used as guinea pigs when people are starving, I mean to say, is this like... Uh, there are cases of people selling their organs for money, for such sustenance. So you can't say that's an equal thing. It's the ethics. Why don't they do it in Europe? Why don't they go to Europe and do it among themselves? Give people money. There are many starving people in Europe who can all agree to, do, to, 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 to donate their organs or to be guinea Give them money. But the laws of those countries won't allow you on ethical grounds. Let's talk about our political heads. Is it possible that perhaps we are misunderstanding their intentions? For example, last night I had a conversation with Jimmy Manu of the ATM, the African Transformation Movement. He was suggesting that perhaps there needs to be an outspoken conversation to be had with our own Ramaphosa. President Ramaphosa had a conversation too with Bill Gates. Is this something that we should be worried about? Is it possible that our political leaders are also in proverbial bed with these people who want to use Africa as vaccine guinea pigs? No, I'm not going to get into that uh, Bill Gates saying that vaccines are not not. I'm just talking about the general attitude towards Africans and how Africans have been treated. They've been treated that not only in, uh, in the medical sector, in all sector. I mean to say that when there, uh, the f- some of the food that comes to Africa, some of it has been rejected. Huh? There is a very there, there's a very good organization in Switzerland. It's called, uh, I think, something I. They're looking at fuel which are being actually sent to Africa, to African countries by Swiss firms and European firms. Some of these fuels, diesel and everything else, they uh, will not even pass the environmental standards in Europe. Dumping of uh, waste. Yeah, there was a big case some years ago where there was some very dangerous. Uh, petrochemical waste which was sent to to every coast and it killed people. Yeah, people have been dumping they're dumping waste, nuclear waste in African countries. So I mean it's the attitude, you know, that's a racist attitude that Africa is just a dumping place. And Africans are well Bill Gates called us the toilet people, aren't we? Yeah, but that's the thing which has been there all along. All American, in fact, all most American leaders have been racist. They have been, what, who do you call, uh, Trump, he's racist. 
yeah, and the other big chapel they had there. Uh, none of them, they are racist. So basically, I mean to say that it's up to us first to understand and to value ourselves. And then that's when you can actually come and tackle the people. But if we are in denial of black people, we think that they are brothers. There are many good white people who are even fighting for us, much more than we are fighting for ourselves. But we have got to realize that we are dealing with racism. I want to take some calls for you, sir, and then perhaps we'll get into some uncomfortable questions about what you just said right now. Let's go to Mike first. He's in Newlands. Good evening, Mike. Yeah, hi, good evening, Naya. I must say, honestly, this is like a throwback to the past. Uh, this is like when I was born into a party. Your guest there sounds like one of the old white racists who used to hate black people. Uh, honestly, uh, he sounds like a national party on steroids. And he talks about the United States as being racist. Uh, the United States is a predominantly white country. And they voted in a black president. Explain to me how they can possibly be racist. But, you know, you also mentioned uh, 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 the other thing. You mentioned Jimmy Manier. Well, Jimmy Manier, Trevor Manuel called him the biggest racist uh, since Pavut. So, you know, Jimmy Manier has absolutely no uh, standing anywhere. And honestly, the ATM party really has, I think, two seats in parliament. But I really don't think it should be quoted. But the point of my call really now is I want to know, is what is the context? I'm not going to argue with the gentleman. What has been said, I think, is horrendous, and I support him 100%, that it sounds like they say, okay, let's go to Africa and we'll test it on them because they like not normal people. But you know what, no. What I want to hear from your show, and I'm not hearing, and I actually don't really, I know very little about this subject. I have to be honest, it seems to be very little in the media. I don't know what I see in tweets. And, and the odd little snippet on the radio, is we, I want to see the context. What was the context in which this statement was made? Who are these two doctors, professors, whatever they are? Where are they from? I want to hear what they actually said. I actually want to hear the words, like, you know, or read it up, because I have a horrible feeling here that something's being taken out of context, and your guest is using this as like an anti-white just like the older part of the government is taking something that was without justifying the context. And I think, no, where you're using Archie, and I think what's, what I find quite annoying, not annoying, I don't need to be, you know, but I just don't think you're being fair here, is giving us the context, and that's me, the list, because I don't know how this was said. And it's very easy to take something out of context and then run with it, and we all get you know, upset about something that actually wasn't meant to be the way it was in the first place, particularly, I'll say, Bill Gates. All right, all right. Um, I, I, I want to give in KGM to speak as well, so like sure. Mr. Comer can respond thank to this. You. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate your call, sir. Okay, KGM okay. and Kimberly. Okay. Before we go to 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 to, to you, Mr. Comer, I want to, uh, the caller to call, call in is oh, KGM's and Kimberly. Go ahead, KGM. Good evening. Good evening to you, Nae. Good evening to Ndata Komo. The the reason why we have people like Mike. Um, it, it, it's because of the very same, same thing that Isaac Homo is talking to. The issue of Africans allowing themselves to be taken for a ride. You see, we're sitting here in, in South Africa with the biggest uh, uh, human rights abusers ever. The apartheid beneficiaries are sitting here. One of them is Mike. And, and he, he has a democratic right to call into the radio station. We allow him to do so. 
something that we were not allowed to do during apartheid. Now, here's my point. The point is, for as long as Africa does not have leaders, leaders who are determined, leaders who are not going to be shaken by threats or anything of that sort, the likes of hate him, like him, whichever way, the likes of Mugabe, maybe without the, 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 the last few years where he, he, he was just, you know, out of the, the, the rivers. But a leader that says the same song that Trump is singing, America First, in this case, Africa First, where we say the things that we do in Africa must benefit Africans before anybody else. And when we say that, we're not being racist. Now, my last point. We, we, the, the, the notion of the likes of Mani uh, and, and uh, as Mike says, Trevor Manuel, I, I really don't take them seriously because they are politicians. But politics in its design, in its nature, it was never meant to benefit Africans. Now, when somebody comes on air and say politicians this, politicians that, forgetting that Africa had a system before politics. Now, because of the design, you as Naya sitting behind the mic, you are limited to say certain things and do certain things and allow us to say certain things by design because of the system that is governing us. If and only if Africans took themselves, and I'm including myself, if we took ourselves seriously, we would not allow the likes of the legacy left by the, the forebears of Mike and many like them, to come into our land, dictate for us, even beyond the time that they have stood in oppression, and tell us what to do, even to this day. That's why he gets irritated, because he doesn't want to listen to the truth. Now, we cannot continue talking All right. the uh, truth. Okay, Jim, I need to, to respond to the both of you, you and Mike. I do really don't wish that you guys can attack each other here. I, I totally understand where you're coming from and where he is coming from, but let's have uh, Dadu Homo respond to the both of you. Thank you very much, KGM. I appreciate your call. Uh, Dadu Homo, want to respond to these two callers? Yeah, yeah. But Mike's comment, and then talked, huh? he talked, and I really sort of uh, could not actually get... Uh, I got the whole, his whole discourse or his whole narrative in part. Yeah, but I actually got seen that the guy is actually sort of being apologetic. That's what I'm saying. And he's trying to assert the narrative that things are not racist. I don't know who's racist. I'm not going to go to individualize anybody. Yeah? I said that we Africans, as Mike said, but not Mike's, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the letter. KGM. That we Africans have allowed this uh, situation to come to us. Basically, Europe is racist. Now, that thing cannot be dispelled. If they are trying to dispel it, it is there. Eugenics was there. Eugenics was never, ever, uh, was never, ever uh, eradicated in Europe. There are many people who think that Africans are just a joke. Even that Boris Johnson there, yeah, he calls African kids as Picaninis, yeah? Yeah? And then he called it Africans are just people who say, what does he say? It's a watermelon smiling. It's all stereotypes. And there are many whites who still look at us from that. Thing. I'm not saying all whites. That's why I even said that there are white people who are actually fighting for us blacks. But we are not even coming up to the, to, 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 to the gate to fight for ourselves. That thing should happen. Basically, America is racist. If you look at it's systematic. If you look at the 
prison population of America. It's mostly black. Yet the guys just make about twelve percent of the population. Huh? Black lives matter. It's like that in Brazil. Wherever you get black people, they are actually at the bottom of the of the range. Yeah. So we don't have to go to 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 to, to statistics and go to the senior. The system is weighed against us, and it's up to us Africans to fight against it. But to do that, I'm talking to Africans. I'm not talking to racists. Yeah. To do that, we Africans have got to wake up and face it face on. And the has come. The youth are tired of it. There's a text I'd like you to respond to. It's on WhatsApp. It's from Benny in Lower Crossroads. And I'll read it verbatim. Perhaps you can catch the wind of what he's saying. He's saying, now my question to your guest is, how will we know if the door-to-door testing is the study? Because all I heard is testing in the lower township, in in, in, in the townships. Is it possible that perhaps this this testing that is purportedly for coronavirus could be vaccine tests in the same process? No, 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 no. Let's not get there. It's dangerous. Yeah? And then there's a law of uh, fake news. Hey, it's going to be very careful. And I won't, I won't say, in fact, I support the government in whatever they're doing. I support the government in whatever they're doing. The door-to-door testing is required. Yeah, it's required. But only got one slight small criticism of the government is this that single state has got to tell us where the hotspots are yeah when the hotspots takes place it's no good just saying that uh, the uh, cases in housing are 125 they should identify them so people can actually arm themselves to come and avoid those areas and to come and actually put themselves and i think again is another thing is very funny when this virus came in into south africa it came in from europe it came from the upper class who uh, had the uh, means of actually being globe trotters. And when the first cases came up, they came up in those affluent areas, but were never identified. We were just told that there's so many in Houghton, so many in Cape Town, but they were in affluent areas. But they should have told people, so that people who do business or go there from the poor areas, they know that they're going into a danger area. But once the thing came to the poor area, yeah, it was the same, Alexander. Eh? Why is that other township in, in, in Cape Town? Oh, Nazi. You know, I think they should actually tell us where these cases are. But they right. should not actually come and identify the black areas, but not and hide the white areas, the affluent areas. Which are not really white, sorry, the affluent areas, because even black people are there. All right, I want to take three voice notes, one back to back, and then you can respond to all three at the same time. Go ahead, Phineas. Uh, evening, sorry. Uh, evening, my also here from uh, from Fontaine. Listen, um, the story about uh, this uh, COVID-19 vaccines being done in Africa. Africa is the least affected continent in the world by this COVID-19. Why then is it that they want to bring this uh, vaccine testing here? Why not do it in Europe? Why not do it in the States? Hi, now it's Timbo from Tofenbao. Can you ask that at home whether with this continuous disrespect of African by European countries or by just Europeans in general, isn't it because of our leaders who continuously 
they make deals with Europeans, uh, selling their countries that they represent. For example, you find our presidents, uh, most of the, not most, but some of the presidents in Africa have offshore accounts when they seek, they go to Europe. Everything that they do, they take their kids there. Then why would you respect such people as, as Europeans? Good evening, this is him from Switch. As long as African leaders continue to be corrupt and run into the West with begging bowels, begging for financial aid, while their countries are reaching mineral resources, but they they don't know how to take control of them, and their citizens are starving on a daily basis, these Western countries will continue to see us as colonial subjects. And mark my words, this COVID-19 vaccine will be tested in Africa because those Europeans will never respect us because our leaders are corrupt and they leak leadership. Dr. Koma, you can respond to these three? Yeah, yeah. The first one, I heard nothing. Uh, it is, uh, I'm talking to a cell phone. In Almost the, in the same the vein, all, all three. Sorry? The the first one was almost in the same vein as the rest of the two. So okay. all three goes okay. the same time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, 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 I'll summarize the whole thing like this. You know, I mean, say that we are very cheap ourselves. You know, we are cheap in the sense that we cannot think. And the thing that we cannot contextualize even our own poverty. Yeah, and when you contextualize something, you've got to actually take it to a historical uh, trajectory. You know, basically it's true that African, uh, our health sector, Public health sector is very weak in Africa. Yeah, that's the truth of the matter. And again, you find that the leaders that you've got, the middle class leaders, you know, they're much more on lifestyle. That's the new African leadership. And uh, they tend to benchmark their lifestyle to the West. But then let's talk about something about our, our health system. Our health system, as said by Oxfam, it's a product of structural adjustment programs of the, of the 1990s, which were pushed by the Bretton Woods institutions. The governments, African governments had to come out out of uh, the health sector and leave it to the private sector. They had to come out from education, come out from agriculture. African agriculture has been subsidized. Fertilizer could not be afford, afforded for imported fertilizer. And this has been subsidized to the peasants. But no, the peasants had to buy fertilizer from Middle East or wherever. Yeah? But they could not afford it, so African agriculture failed. Same with African uh, health sector. It failed because the thing had to be privatized. Yeah? It had to be market-driven. But the market-driven, the state sector, the private sector, is not that to go and put public health as a prime mean. They have to make money. So that's the thing you say that now African leaders have got to be very serious. After the Ebola crisis, they've got to sit down. And look at this neoliberal setup that we have got now. We've actually got to look at it in the eye. And you've got to talk. But the time, you've got the time to fight this thing. But once the battle is over, they've got to come back. But uh, people have got to wake up to that time. This neoliberal issue about the market-driven thing in areas where things are human rights, health, Right to life, right to education. And it's not only primary education or uh, basic education. It's up to the top. That's supposed to be human rights. To food. Instead, what do the Africans do now? They're bringing Europeans 
businessmen to come and giving them land for 99 years so they can grow food for themselves and take it to you and sell it to you. I think Africans, we have got to now come as Africans, sit down amongst ourselves, talk, and we talk the truth. We talk the truth. We've got to talk the truth to power. Okay. All right, we're going to end our conversation on that note. Thank you very much for your remarks. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate your time, sir. Thank you for having me. I, it's a homo. Anybody, I'm not anti-white. I'm anti-black stupidity. Okay, got it. Got it. He's a homo. He's a former producer and presenter of Spotlight Africa, Ch- Channel Africa, as ABC radio station. Uh, we continue with more conversations on the very same important issues. 23 minutes now before 11.